This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Yeah, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason, what do you have on tap for us today? Well, surprisingly, we're actually getting back to the well of, like, Star Trek comics, you know, much sooner than we expected. Because, you know, like, yeah, I know we talked about, like, you know, Star Trek Year 5, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But we've got something else that I've been wanting to talk about for a good long while. And you know what that is, John? Um, Star Trek? Yes! More Star Trek, but that very specific Star Trek niche that is Star Trek Lore Decks. The uh, animated series has been airing on Paramount Plus for like four seasons now. We're in the middle of the fourth season. It's been great, and I've been really enjoying it. You know, you know who else has been enjoying it, John? Ooh. Hey, Christine. Hey, Christine. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. It's good to be back. Yeah, and like we understand that you're, like you've had, had like you know like your own like you know star trek you know en enjoyment over like the past few years and all like you've been getting into this it's like like for a while now yeah it's a newish newer journey for me and now i'm really into it and even though i'm a, a new fan only a few years i'm really getting into all you know the whole everything and uh, it, even to the point where now lower decks i understand all the references and the parodies hilarious because it's just making fun of it's it's like star trek plays itself right yeah it's like i mean like it's it's basically like you know star trek taking like a look at it's like weird like strange continuity and deciding that everything matters like everything you know from like giant spock from the anime animated series to like you know like q's weird weirder adventures like to the weird like koala that apparently is like at the uh, end of like ascendance and all i didn't know that that was a thing, but yes, it is apparently according to to Lord X. But you know, the reason you know we're actually talking about it right now is because hey, you know, IDW, which publishes all the uh, Star Trek comics right now, including you know the uh, Star Trek Year Five that we talked about a couple weeks ago, and also the uh, current um, you know, Star Trek stuff like 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 the like the Defiant series, it's like and what like and the on the ongoing stuff, it's like well, they're also they also did a lower decks miniseries, which you know I wanted to talk about because I really like lower decks. It's like, and it's been really and like lower decks has been like really fun for like these past four seasons, even if you know like the quality has been like you know kind of like un uneven overall. I mean, like it's first season was a lot of fun. Second season has a really interesting bell curve in terms of like how the quality goes. Like like the first part of it was really fun, then kind of dipped a bit, but then it like you know finished strongly. And then third season started off kind of weak for finishing strong, but fourth season has been, you know, really fun. Like, like so far. I mean, what do you think, Christine? Yeah, I agree with you. There's been some ups and downs that I think they really got their footing with um, the characters. And I think now that we've really got a good foundation, it's it kind of, I think it also is similar to how the characters perceive themselves in the series, don't you think? Like they're just trying to all, all these new ensigns trying to understand themselves and there's how they relate to each other. Now they're comfy and we're comfy too as viewers, and they're now really like taking advantage of you know them, their their personalities and the relationships. Yeah, comfy has to be promoted to like junior grade now, like <laughs> lieutenant junior grade. But there's also some of the I, I like how they move past some of their grievances, right? Like um Oh shoot! What is her name? Um, Mariner. Yes, Mariner's relationship with her mom, and I'm glad they finally, you know, got over that fact because they could have kept that device, 
you know, plot device for a long time, but they finally resolved that. And also the fact that they all got promoted and still going and not just ensigns forever. So I like mm-hmm. how they're developing storylines and moving past certain aspects that could just stick around forever, right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, that that's been like really good. I think that's one of the things that like has allowed season four to, like, you know, like be one of like the better seasons of the it's like of the show so far. But, you know, it's like, as much as like, you know, we've enjoyed this you know, this, this series so far, right? Well, we're going to talk about the actual comic, or at least the, the one volume that <laughs> yes. uh, that IDW has produced so far. But the thing is, you know, they actually got a really strong team to produce, like, this one volume. Um, specifically, um, like, writer Ryan North and artist Chris Finoglio. I mean, Finoglio, like, his bona fides are obvious, you know, when you look at the comic, and he's able to, like, to nail the look of the comic incredibly well i mean you, you look at like like this this volume and it's like it's just like you look you're watching it oh it looks oh. like you're looking at cells yes show exactly i mean that's that's like the best compliment i can pay this pay pay for this like this one this one volume it's like and i and i and and he just like you know just does it beautiful beautifully like you know from panel to panel it's like it's like you're you should, like this could have been a proper episode of the series it's like you know, just based on the on the art alone, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's the thing. It feels like this could be a real episode or episodes, right? And I've really enjoyed the the art style and you know, continue with the wacky storyline. Yes, and also like that's courtesy of its writer Ryan North, who, well, it's like he's got a long history of like writing really weird, irreverent stuff. Because I, Christian, you ever hear of, like a webcomic called Daily Dinosaur Comics? I've I've heard of this. Yes, this is Ryan North. Oh, like, funny! Like he, like it's like like Daily Dinosaur Comics is like a basic is basically a like a Microsoft clip art comic where just like this guy just has like you know one comic. It's it, it just like one series of images repeated over and over. And it's been he's doing this for like decades. Oh yeah, it a lot of those dinosaur comics are used in um, you know, tech jokes as well. Yeah. So I've and seen like, a lot of work like, ah, oh, <laughs> this is relevant to uh, what's happening here. Yeah. It's like so like so North, like he's he's a solid writer based on that, but he's also like done a lot of like, solid writing, you know, for like like for his own like, creator own work, such as like um it's like the my uh, it's like the Midas touch, or at least I'm not. I know I'm saying this wrong, but basically, it's like it's it's a min, it's like a science fiction ministry that basically mag- imagines what if what happens like you know if King Midas you know his touch was real. It's like and you know what happens when like someone who can like who can like turn everything to gold with a touch exists in a it's like in a universe, and that was really really clever. And that you know that was published by um by by Boom Studios. And that eventually got him like notice from from Marvel because Marvel has had him write a lot of um stuff for for years. He did um like um the invent like the unbeatable Squirrel Girl with Erica Henderson for like, a mm-hmm. good long while. So he also he's also done like lots of other um like like mini mini series and and whatnot for Mar- for Marvel to the point where he's now writing um Fantastic Four for Marvel as well. Like and that. And that first volume was fun, even if you know, it was like, like the first, like the first four issues were really cool, and the six two issues they followed were just kind of like, yeah, all right. But when, um, but the reason the point is like when IDW basically like said that oh Ryan North was going to do like a 
like a Star Trek on Lord Dixie series, I, I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty great because he's he's like a huge science nerd. And I'm sure he's also like you know, big, a big Trek nerd as well. And like he's it's kind of the right kind of sensibility to um, do a a, a, a Lord X miniseries. And my God, like this one, even if um, IW like only does one um, Lord X miniseries, I'm glad we got this. How about you, yeah, Christine? I I wish there's more like and they could very well make more because it's it just it's good. And after finish, I'm like, I want another story, but I'm glad I have this because it's pretty funny. Does it yeah. take place like any time within the series that's already, you know, or is it like it's just its own thing, which it can totally do, right? Oh, they could have slotted this within any season of the yep. uh, of the comic. Yep. Like yep. it's it's that good. It's like because I, I mean, I Christina, I guess I got like a uh, like a philosophical question to pe- to uh, pose to you before we get into talking about the comic itself. But what do you think makes a good um, lower decks like story? Well, I think to me, what appeals to me most is you know how all the characters play play against each other right and they all have very mm-hmm. distinct personalities so it's it's the, the mix of the wacky calamity right like the character yeah. development but also all those like references that are general enough but also detailed it within within the lore right and this is actually what the comic totally does right let's gonna pick we're gonna pick a theme or something that is known within any of probably the newer series right from next generation or ds9 or voyager some sort of plot thing and just run with it right so it's 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 a mixture of knowing the characters seeing 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 their antics together but also mixing in that taking taking some star trek plot device and just running with it right fan service essentially yeah i think i think you're right there because because i mean like you know Basically, like you know, to boil the things down for like what it means to me, it's like, it's like it's basically like you only know, set up the basic things like, oh, this place is comedy. Like I, th- I still think back to like the first episode of the uh, of the animated series, and I think, oh, it's like they're doing second second contact. <laughs> it's not first contact; it's second <laughs> contact. Isn't that hilarious? But but then you think about it for a moment, and you think, wait a second, second contact actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Does. Yeah, but I think like, that's the thing. I think also the beauty of Lordex is that it doesn't take itself seriously, but doesn't go that. F- it, it goes. It still makes sense, right? There's still some thought to it. Like they could have really made Lordex like, oh, it's really zany comedy that's like kind of dumb, but it's it's dumb yet intelligent. It, it's not that that it's laughing at Star Trek instead of laughing with Star Trek. Yes, yes. Yeah, because I think that you know, like you know, that whole like the concept of uh, second contact that. That lower decks introduced like you know, that it makes a lot of sense it's like and you think that you know hey you know let's see, let's see what they do what they do right there and i think that's like like doing that that like, you know made that first episode like you know work a lot better for me and that's kind of what north does in um this this mini series um because you know like he actually finds like a really clever like aspect to, to run with this because basically you know it starts with you know like with um the Cerritos, you know, breaking up a uh, fight between the uh, like the the, the 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 space hippies from the original series. Like, what are what are they? The uh, the Catulans and the uh, it's like in the in the Satanans, say say Satarans. It's like and just basically saying, oh yeah, it's like you know you 
like like the because like the uh, the Cthulans are saying, oh the the, uh, the Satarans are just her- space herberts, man. It's like they're just not cool. <laughs> it's like and when they and when the uh, Satarans like fight back against like the Satrius, like they're like, oh like you know they're their their defenders did no damage to us. Oh, in fact, they even charged our shields a bit. It's like, that's, I mean, that that's kind of like, that's fun. It's like a good like you know inversion of like we come to expect from you know Star Trek stuff. Yeah, but I mean, the, also the funny it's the parallel, right? The A plot is that like exploring an idea there from the start, and then the B plot is just totally like let's take some fan service comedy and and just run with it. <laughs> Yeah, which is exactly what they do here because while the A plot is basically the Cerritos getting stuck with um like second contact for the uh, Gavanti, but you know, finding a uh you know interesting like trick with them because you know, while they're told that you know, hey, these this new uh civilization like kept me have like challenges like you know beyond what the uh Federation has, when um it's like when Cap- Captain Freeman, you know, like um security officer Shacks and um it's like it's like and the it's like and Doctor um, Daitana, like, you know, being down there, they find like this is like a feudal place. You know what's going on here? It's like you know we've got like all these like you know these people who like you're basically like accused of being of witchcraft, like stealing their kids and whatnot. But then you know back on the uh, on the Cerritos, you know we've got you know like Boimler and um, Mar- it's like Mariner and um, Intendi, you know, engaging in a um, like uh, in a Dixon Hill mini. I like how fast like oh this is like Picard's old shit yeah (laughs) but but the funny thing it's funny because they went from like oh this is like old shit too but they went with you know Dracula which is even older yes yeah it's like you know like like when they when um when they decide like oh what's find something like more should go with like they said hey let's uh go yeah let's go with Dracula and then as soon as like you know they as they're descending into the atmosphere, like you know, Boimler's kind of like you know, oh no, no, we can't do this because you know, like what happens when um, like remember Moriarty in Next Generation, yeah, and um, as he's like you know, explicitly telling about what happened with with that, it's like you know, he basically you know says the stuff that unlocks Dracula's potential for <laughs> like for, like for the storyline, which is great, yeah. Because it's because basically, like, you know, it's this is a story where like Bone or Brad Bradward Warner makes them, you know, like like historic, like um, fictional Dracula into a real character, like who basically, you know, tries to take over the uh, the Enterprise. Or, sorry, well, it's, sorry, also, it's, a, it's also his excuse to to, uh, to wear a cape. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and the great because, like, when he says that, you know, hey, you know, it's like like when the uh, when they like, what if we beam down to a place where it's like, you know, like everyone's like, you know, freezing to death. Like I've got my cape. It's like, and then everyone's like, you know, safe because like, I can just like, you know, replace new ones. Like who's, like who's got the, uh, who's going to be sitting proof with his nice warm cape? This guy. And then you got like, like, um, North, like, um, text at the bottom saying your next ice age, turn your next ice age into a nice age <laughs> with a handsome practical cape offer, not applicable to, Gorns into Europeans or other ectothermic um, species, because that's also one of the other things I like about this, like this species. Because like, he also like lo- like North also like does a lot of like you know like in jokes at the bottom of each page as well. Ah, Gorn. When I saw that episode, I was like, ah, I get Gorn now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, fight like seeing him fight Kirk, and that that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then also, you know, when um Dracula, you know, like replace all the stuff he needs in order to to, uh, to take over the Cerritos because you know he because he's finally figured out a way around the uh, Cerritos's like um replicator pro- protocols. You know, just you know that reminds you like, hey, you know, I remember when um it's like when um uh, uh that that guy um Barclay Barclay did did this. You know, back back on the on next gen. Wait, is it is it just me? Remember when when Bark when Ensign Barkley did the you know replicated gained like you know super 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 sentience and like you know like took over the Enterprise? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I barely remember it because as you know, I try to block out Barkley. <laughs> okay, that that's that, that's fair enough because yeah, it's like I mean, much as I love. I I love the actor for his roles, you know, his real life stuff is just like, oh God, why? <laughs> and that's but, the thing, how his uh, being a new watcher, it's it's a different lens versus you know, watching it 20 years ago before that stuff came out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh okay, you know, now I'm like, I think I think it was literally as I was watching Next Generation, Tom like, oh broccoli's annoying. And then my friend going like, Did you know? And I'm like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, I know, but less annoying is, you know, when um, it's like when Captain Freeman tells um Shax to unleash the beast. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like how um the North basically says, you know, like you like is like the like her actual words were, you shall not separate body and like Boria for today. It's like, it's like, like I mean, yeah, these um these these footnotes that North includes. Like at the bottom of each page are just like extremely nerdy, but they're also just like you know sup- they 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 were su- they they work supremely within the context of Trek as well. Yeah, and if you can't be bothered or nerdy enough to read the fine print, they also have those uh, badgy pages, which yes. I appreciate actually because I don't have a dictionary mind of every single Star Trek reference. Badgy pages, what's that? Yeah. Oh, at the end of each 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 issue, um, there's like a badgy like shows up to like let you know what um episodes like from the original series, like from Voyager, from Next Gen, D six nine, Enterprise, or the animated series that um that 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 um they're referencing here. Oh, you mean the evil badgy? Well, I mean it's like he's <laughs> you know basic basic bad badgy. You know, it's like I mean. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like the uh, the badgie we saw last week was pretty evil, but um, this, but um, the badgie, um, like in these comics, like neutral the- badgie, neutral badgie, yes, neutral badgie, neutral badgie. So, so not the evil one, but it's still Rutherford's son, right? Yes, <laughs> very, very much so. It's like, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, it's like, it's yet. Yeah, I mean, North acknowledges this in the reference pages, but I mean, he doesn't go full bore like we did. Um, like we didn't like last week's, which was great because you know it's like it's like it that that those episodes that episode where um where, where Rutherford basically says I, I I forgive you son I love you and that was great and then um it 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 spun a new complication out from beyond that so yeah that's that's kind of like what I that's that's what I love about you know like like um Lord X and then it finds like you know weird new um. Like avenues to pursue from Trek continuity while acknowledging it all, 
and that's what this does as well because it's also like a one where like Dracula, where their version of Dracula, um, like achieves sentience, sentience, and then finds a way to like you know keep augmenting himself like over the course of the story. Because you know like, this is like a Dracula who can just, like you know tell the computer like yo please give like your oxygenated like you know like um blowtorch fingers so I can like you know give like 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 um get my way into this like you know like like into this ship that's like you know threatening the Cerritos because that's also a thing that's happening as well because while the uh, Cerritos you know is um trying to like make second contact with the civilization they uh like I said they find out that you know this place is you know, a lot less complex than they had originally originally been led, led to believe. And then when the, uh, like, actual, you know, like, like dom dominant species of this planet, you know, like, intervenes, well, shit gets complicated, right? Yes. Um, I, I Actually, I want to interject here because I was just flipping through the pages. There are no page numbers, but I think it's episode three, Issue three, and before starting this uh, this episode, we we're talking about the scant, and I believe it's it's issue three where the scant first shows up. Mm -hmm. The skirt pant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's, it's like the guy. It's a guy who was who sealing um ransom, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like I mean, like, this is a guy who is just like you know, hey, he's doing his best to. Like, to he like to, to be a doctor, but he's also um, you know wearing like a, a skirt type type dress for this. Like, like, like it's like, funny like, because he looks like a he's supposed to look like a manly man, right, with a full bushy beard, and he's got the scant going on. Yes. You think he's wearing? He's being he's being a Scotsman, you know. That's <laughs> that that my initial impression, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Then also, um, as the story goes on, I go Boimler um, gets warped away, um, like by the Cerritos, and then everyone else has to like you know, you know, throw Dracula and his like holodeck, like hol holodeck um like device onto the uh, the Cavanti um ship because like you know they've got because like like he's got to find a way to like, you know get on there and like stop stop the attack, but then he also finds finds out what the Cavanti are also hiding, which it's actually kind of interesting, and I don't want to give it away because yeah, I don't want to because because you know it's like unless we're talking about like all the intricacies of the story, you know, I still want to like, leave some surprises for and who wants to pick this up, which you know, I uh, like I said, I I really enjoyed this as the, as a Star Trek fan and as someone who's a fan of lower decks because there's all sorts of like you know weirdness and strangeness that observes its version of like you know. All start all everything that happens in Star Trek is true. <laughs> well, remember it was at your party where you sh showed it to me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm ordering it right now, and I literally ordered yes. it <laughs> that day. Um, no, and speaking of Dracula helping helping you know resolve the final plot is a not a spoiler, but does turn into a very adorable bat with a cape. Yes, yeah, and then also when he. Uh, like at the end of the story, he, apparently it's revealed that you know he's not the only fictional character who's been brought to life um, via holodeck. Apparently, that like, there's a whole like you know group of like you know holodeck characters who are who are brought to life and are now being um like 
like administered to by the uh, um, emergency medical hologram from the Vo- from Voyager. I mean, of course. I mean, wouldn't we all? Yeah, and, and I also like the fact that you know they that they acknowledge like the fact that you know that the, the Voyager's emergency, emergency medical hologram has basically like you know established a uh, right to life um, <laughs> like ar- <laughs> argument. Perfect like, you know, yes. Yeah, it's like when like like when um when yeah when um mariner basically like you know tells um like it's like ransom like what's going on it's like oh god no it's like you know the uh, emh from voyager is basically like you know like said like you know we can't just like you know kill them at all it's like because this is like you know there's their sentient and whatnot it's like it's like it's a, it's fun it's like and i really like you know what like you know what like the the weird the weirdness that that North has established here. I mean, he's taking like you know stuff that you know we've seen that we know has happened in like you know previous like you know live action Trek series. The stuff that we know is absolutely canon, and working his own you know version of canon around that. And I I really like formula, that. Right, that's pretty much the formula of Lower Decks. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like it because you can picture his voice and his ego just like, aha, I'm setting up this council, right? It's also totally, you know, very believable to his character. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I it's something that I wish I wish we'd see in you know, Lower Decks and going forward, but I honestly don't know if, like, you know, they're actually going to, you know, acknowledge, like, you know, the existence, the existence of this comic. I mean, I think it'd be great if they did, but, you know, it's like, you know, hope hope springs eternal. <laughs> well, it it is it is a nice thought, but there's just so much Trek material out there that they can draw from, right? Yeah, but overall, it's like I mean, I think that this um this Lord Dex comic, you know, it's like on one, it's like if you like Lord Dex, then yeah, you're really going to like um this. But also, I think that you know, it's like yeah, even if you like, you're kind of like you know maybe an like an edge case if you're wondering like you know oh i i think like you know chuck is all right but you know maybe maybe it's like if you think if you wish chuck was like a bit more weird and a bit more strange and a bit more funny then yeah i think you probably enjoy this as well i mean am i wrong yeah i guess i think i'm a little conflicted as because i understand my enjoyment as someone that has watched enough of star trek all the various properties but also enjoys Lower Decks. It was like, this right up my alley. And I'm, I, I'm struggling to think how someone that maybe is just a casual fan or have not so doesn't know Dex. who Dixon Hill is. Yeah, I think there's, uh, even though they do their best to be like, hey, these are all the episodes that references from. It is a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, I, 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 I struggle to think how someone would take it without reading something with all these references and in-jokes. And even though it's explained, it's still a lot. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, I, on one hand, it's like, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, it's like, I think that the, you know, what they're doing here is just like, you know, weird and strange enough that I, I would recommend this to people who haven't read it. Just give it a shot, you know, it's like, just, you know, like if you, you hear about Lord X, you've heard how strange and weird and nerdy it is, you know, like read the, read the comic and, you know, because like, I think this, this still works as a proper episode of Lower Decks. Cause like, even if you like, you know, it's like, like even if like it's, it's weird and nerdy and like overly comedic, it still works as a proper, you know, like Star Trek episode in the sense that, you know, Hey, you've got like, you know, what happens when, you know, 
like a, like a, the Federation has to deal with, you know, like a uh, like a planet a planet has like two different um, like civilizations on op like on opposite sides of it, and they have to like you know find out what happens when oh well we we made contact, first contact with the wrong one. So. I yeah I agree with you there. I think the general story is actually pretty good and does fit w- along with the whole, you know, the, the 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 morality, the political, you know, um, themes here. In that way, is a very trek, but also open enough that you know, as a regular person, you're just like, oh, this is a cool, this is an interesting storyline. But I think the addition of like the zany holodeck thing may kind of be a little off for someone that's just wanting to follow just the regular plot, right? Okay. So do you think it would be too weird for like a Marisa or Janine to follow? I don't think for them, right? <laughs> I think they're used to this, the, the, the zaniness of things. But I, I think as just as a casual reader, I'm, I'm, I might think it's a lot. Even for me, I okay. thought there was like a lot going on, even though I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah. Okay. But that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. Of opinion. <laughs> no, it's like, I, I get you. Like, I mean, it's like, I, I, I'm all for like, you know advocating. It is like, a lot you know, to follow with like oh yeah. there's Dracula, but there's this past story with you know like the 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 other hol- uh, other holotechs being sentient. What does you know? So there's a lot it's of like references. James Moriarty and all. Yeah, so you have to understand that connection. Like who? Like you know who, Dracula? Why is he there? What? Wh- how? You know what are the limits of a holodeck? So there's a lot of these technical aspects too. I think we take for granted as you know what has happened before. What's happening now? Especially as someone that doesn't understand necessarily the boundaries or the reasons of holodeck or the backstories, and I think that even though those references are mentioned, it's it's a helpful reminder as me as a fan, like oh yeah, but for someone that isn't did not watch everything recently, it's you know I think it might be a okay. lot. Okay, so you make a good point. So so who do you think this um, story is for then? Us. <laughs> someone who has a, a fan of lower decks and knows enough about the star trek universe i, I was gonna say that that's that that would be my answer as well if you if all right a fan of, of lower decks you're gonna like this right oh 100 percent. if you like this is a slam dunk if you and enjoy then lower why decks. are you watching lower decks in the first place <laughs> i think lower decks itself I, I i don't know how someone would appreciate lower decks without having watching some having some knowledge of it because there's a lot going on yeah. even me there's a lot i have to look online or someone another friend talks about it or go on reddit and and understand those references some freeze frame references and i think the spectrum of fan service is very great for even as a casual but invested fan as i am there's a lot of things i miss and so i i i i, I imagine someone who has watched even less than i have which there are many um, would be even more difficult, but the the general zaniness and how well it's written, and that's why I think the importance of the character development, the plot development of its own universe is has to be really strong in parallel with all the references to you know the fan service and the jokes. Because if the general story was weak and it's just poking you like, oh look at this reference, look at this, it's fan service, I think it would really fall short. But I think the strength of the original characters in Lower Decks and the 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 kind of even though there are kind of jokes about what's happening are actually Star Trekky in itself, right? Like, why is this? Why does why do we do things this way? What is this? You know, and those references, I think it. That's why I say it plays itself. 
Yeah, so basically, like, this would probably work as a proper episode of, of Lower Decks if they wanted to incorporate it. 100%. Yeah, well, it's like, I, I, I agree with you as well. It's like, and unfortunately, like, we don't know when, you know, like, they're going to do another, um, like, miniseries um, based, based on Lower Decks. However, um, there, I do know that um, Ryan North is writing a uh, single-issue tie-in to the current... Um, like Trek storyline, um, damn blood, um, like for the IDW series, um, that involved that's called Shax's best day, which <laughs> so um, there is another lower decks, like, well, like, well, here's the thing that the, apparently, like, the uh, like this, like, the storyline that they're, they're they're telling in the current, like, in the current, like, um, IDW continuity, like, um, Shax is also is a, um, it's like. Like is a character on the, uh, it's like on on the uh, um, on the main starship they're doing because apparently there's all there's like the, there's like story separate storylines on the Defiant, and also what um the, the ship that um Captain Cisco is um com- commandeering. Now I I know I say Captain Cisco and you're like what didn't he die at the end of um of D six nine? Well he he's didn't back. die. He just <laughs> went on a profit vacation. And he's back now. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. If we're gonna if we're gonna go on a tangent, that's one character I would love to see. He's he's my favorite captain. I I, I would love to like talk about like what's they're doing they're doing here, but the thing is, um, IW is doing like something I have like you know really like you know feelings about, and it's saying, hey, let's put let's put this storyline in a hardcover, um, before we do it in soft cover, and it's like. Fine. It's like I'll just read this when when you get around and I put in a more affordable version. God damn it. Mm, that's a bummer. Yeah. But hey, it's like apparently but like I said, Shax's best day, the this, this tie into this current current event series. Like like that's that's com- that that's that's a thing that's coming. And apparently like it shows that you know, hey, like they that I do you believe in what Ryan North is doing, like for Laura Dex. But maybe we're not getting like, you know, a uh like a, a proper follow-up, like as soon as we'd like. But even then, we've still got you know this this one this one volume that we can enjoy. Hmm. I mean, I know that it's like impossible, but I mean, like Avery Brooks, please <laughs> come back to something. I'll just add to the chorus of I, you know we all want to know what happens after. I think he's. I think he's. He's come around. I don't think he wasn't like you know keen on a. You yes. Know, yes. Like a, like a, before, like a, before a job very, for life. Yeah. yeah but I think he's. Like, uh, he's come around. Yeah. So. So yeah. It's like you know we'll see we'll see how that goes, but you know it's like as as we're as we are right now it's like you know this this lower decks comic, I thoroughly one one the for the converted and I know there are a lot of converted out there and I certainly hope that you know IW gets you know North and Fidoglio to write write more. Like from here, from here on out. Yes, agreed. Would love more issues. I mean, like I said, these feels these feel like cells. They feel like adaptation, a comic of an episode. Right? This is yes. a real episode. There's a comic version of it. You know, I can hear their voices. And don't tell us head. otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't actually don't make comic ad- adaptation of existing episodes. Make new <laughs> new issues. Exactly. Hey Jason, see so what you're gonna talk about next time on the podcast. Well, it's like I'm going to something that you know maybe like you and I and maybe Christine know as far as like you know 
like it's also a nerd touchstone. And then and it's like you're not dealing with the berserker. It's like, yo, would you like you fuck berserker? I love a truck berserker. Which is basically, you know, the comic book that is written by Keanu Reeves or co-written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Matt Kent. It's like, and it's sort of Ryan Garney. It's like maybe it's maybe I'll do do it about this, but you know, hey, like it's all about berserker. There you go. All right. We'll catch you next time on Color Picks by the Click. Later.